Welcome back to segment two, and this is the second day of our program, and I hope that you are learning something that is going to be very impactful in how you approach the worship ministry, especially when you're dealing with leadership. Now, uh, we just have to carry on from where we stopped yesterday, and uh, we're going to carry on from uh, uh, understanding that change requires learning new skills change requires learning new skills now one thing you have to know is that a growing leader must show eagerness to learn and the capacity to learn rapidly as a leader that is a quality you have to develop an eagerness to learn and the capacity to learn quickly and within time you must possess the ability to respond quickly to new instructions, methods, and procedures. And you must keep an open mind and a clean heart. Very important. Very, very important. Now, sometimes uh, change requires a new way of thinking and doing things. Eh? You, uh, as a leader, you need to seek to bring about changes in, um, in the place where you're leading so that... Uh, so that you may see transformation but you should also be very careful not to change the things that do not need to be changed there are patterns that have been you know established over years and they do not need to be changed because when you change them you affect the running of an organization the effectiveness of an organization i hope we're together there yeah so uh, you should uh, look at things mostly in a proper context and have good reasons for making a change if you're going to be effective as a leader. Uh, also, you, you as a leader, sometimes you may fail to understand that even though a new plan or idea may be good, um, it's actually not automatically guaranteed to work. Yeah, it's not automatically guaranteed to work uh, successfully. And so you, you realize even in the secular world, many companies have lost millions of dollars and failed miserably because they have introduced new products that they thought would work and yet, you know, they're not able to achieve whatever they needed to achieve. So have that at the back of your mind. Are we together? Yeah, have that at the back of your mind. And then another thing that you have to put at the back of your mind is that to be an effective leader, you have to always be seeking to grow in the areas where you're weak. You must always seek to grow in the areas where you're weak. I've seen, you know, people who sing, they're very comfortable because they can't hit some notes. And they're very comfortable because they're, as an instrumentalist, they haven't learned a certain key and they feel like I can always get my way around it by doing things in the comfortable key. Or I can always, you know... I get my way around this but you have to always make sure you seek to grow in areas where you're weak especially in things like studying the word where you're not disciplined to have a consistent prayer life where you have no discipline in practicing you have to develop all those areas because to be a good leader you have to be able to develop those weak points and bring them up to pace um, are we together yeah so you have to be a self-motivated person and you have to understand your strengths and weaknesses very well and there is no one who can portray that to you better than yourself when you look in the mirror you know this intimidates me i have a fear in this particular area and so i have to face this fear in faith and trust god that i'm able to develop that 
and be effective in that particular area. Now let's look at something else that uh, as a leader you have to know that change requires you to know your people. Change requires for you to know your people. Every effective leader must show a genuine interest in the progress of those that they lead. In fact, you should always look out for potential leaders, those with a higher possibility of success, and entrust those people with tasks, you know, and uh, not be intimidated by such people. Yeah, you have to look for those who are, you know, open to correction and those who are always available to be molded by the Holy Spirit and those who believe in the power of prayer. Those are people that you can entrust with an assignment to carry on on whatsoever you may have wanted to do. Now, when you look at the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 10 and verse 6, the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you in power and you will prophesy with them and you will be changed into a different person. You have to know that every time God is going to give an assignment to a man, he releases a grace upon the man. There is no place of leadership that God will place you in if he hasn't given you the grace to run in that place or to be effective in that position. So if you find yourself given an opportunity to lead, understand that by virtue of the fact that you're in that position, there is a grace released for you to be effective in that. Okay? And so do not be afraid, do not be intimidated, fear not, for the Lord is with you. Hallelujah. Another thing you have to know is that a wise leader must spend time developing potential successors. A wise leader must spend time developing potential successors. We're talking business, we're talking leadership of church, we're talking, you know, as a worship minister, we're talking as one who has a passion to see people grow. You must spend time developing potential successors. Developing potential successors doesn't mean appointing them. No, there's a difference. It means you must take time to cultivate them to become the people that you desire them to be and be patient with them. But at the end of the day, you know that a leader will never last forever. They'll never lead forever. Times have come and times have gone. You'll never lead forever. So you have to develop a potential successor to take on. And if you're going to grow in grace, you must develop yourself unto a place where you can develop others to take on, to take on from you if you want to grow quicker. Hallelujah. Now, another thing about a great leader, a great worship leader is you are always encouraging your, 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 uh, the people that you lead to acquire proper skills, attitudes, and knowledge. This is very important because there's a place where as a minister you can get to you know, uh, a place of complacency. You feel you have arrived. You feel you know it all. You feel like nothing more can be added to you. But that's not the case. So you have to act, you have to encourage people, those you lead and those that you oversee, including yourself, to be able to acquire proper skills, attitudes, and knowledge. You have to notice in Scripture, even for the Levites to be appointed into places of um, of, of serving in the tabernacle or in the tent of meeting, they had to be skilled. 
they had to be skilled especially if you're dealing with things like setting up of the tabernacle or the tent of meeting dealing with things like sacrifices and playing instruments and singing and trumpets and so forth they had to be skilled so you have to put that at the back of your mind you should not want your people to be outdated but rather you should improve their abilities for greater productivity improve their abilities look out for their weaknesses and begin to develop them to make sure that they can become strong in those weak areas and at the end of the day you will see the power of god doing something amazing in their lives yeah so as a leader you have to know that if you do not groom a successor um, that you are actually endangering the whole structure of what you are leading if you do not prepare for a successor to take over yeah now a leader who is leading his people in a new direction should be very careful not to allow anyone with a contradictory spirit to bring confusion among the people key factor there is contradictory spirit they contradict they say one thing and do another they act one thing and say another they are not coordinated in their actions do not bring such people into places of leadership yeah because that is very risky you can be excited because you want a successor to take over and you'll just bring someone with a contradictory spirit and whatsoever you've built for years will crumble yeah one of the examples we know about that is Miriam and Aaron uh, especially concerning their attitude towards Moses we also hear God we also we also we also but when God begins to speak and defend you know that very well that God is on the side of Moses uh, you can see that in the book of Numbers chapter 12 we're not going to open that for today then you should protect the people from having their minds poisoned by wrong ideas as a leader don't sit there and let people bring up ideas that you know are not going to be effective and you allow them to go around selling their ideas you are in for a coup you're in for a coup you must protect your people from uh, being poisoned by wrong ideas this is common when people want to come and get a singer who is very good from this church and take them to another church for maybe a worship night and they have not asked the uh the the rightful channels of or rightful channels of authority for permission to do that or they want a pianist to be taken from here to go help out on a project or they want an instrumentalist so you have to be very careful to make sure that the wrong ideas are not imprinted in the people that you are leading yeah always know that the right timing is essential okay so you have to know as a leader also that it is good for you to know when to conceal and when to reveal certain information when to conceal and when to reveal certain information sometimes we get excited when god releases something new as a revelation or when uh, the man of god gives us an instruction we're so excited we don't know that some things are to be concealed or some things are to be revealed so you need to know the when if you're dealing with um, uh, the aspect of change especially when you are dealing with your people praise be to god hallelujah then another thing that we're going to look out is uh, look out for is that you have to know that change sometimes requires you as a leader to know when to step 
down. You need to know when to step down as a leader. This operates across. You need to know when to step down. If you are a wise leader, you will discern when you should step down and you will understand when your time of leadership is actually over. This is fundamental for you to know because you know you need to exit gracefully otherwise you'll end up undoing everything that you have ever done which is very unfortunate and then you as a leader you should no, you should not wait to be thrown out you know of the thing that you're leading or you should not wait until you are dead in people's hearts huh? you should not wait to leave um uh uh <laughs> When, when everyone is, you know, disgusted by your presence in that particular place of leadership, you should leave before you become ineffective and uh, while you are still respected and held in high regard. This is very important for you to know as a worship leader because, you know, today you can be the, the next big thing and tomorrow, my God, the Spirit of the Lord rests upon a man like David and then you as uh, King Saul, you're wondering, I'm king, I'm king, I'm king, and you're trying to kill this young man, but the Spirit of God has anointed him to be king already. So you have to know when to actually step down. You need to know when to step down. I want to give you an example of uh, stepping down, and this is in regard to Moses and Joshua in the book of Numbers, chapter 27, verses 18 to 21. We notice that the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hand on him. Have him stand before Eliza the priest and the entire assembly and commission him in their presence. Give him some of your authority so the whole Israelite community will obey him. Tell him he is to stand before Eliza the priest who will obtain decisions for him by inquiring of the Urim before the Lord. At his command, he and the entire community of the Israelites will go out and his command, and at his command he will come in. They will come in. So this is already Moses preparing Joshua for a place of leadership as God had instructed. Now this is Moses being prepared to be taken by God. And he had an understanding of when to step down and when the voice of God speaks. And most of us luckily have the Spirit of God. You know, we are blessed with the Spirit of God speaking within us. And he'll communicate and say, hey, in this particular situation, I want you to step down because I'm going to use you in a different area. But sometimes we hold on to those places. And that is where some of the church politics that we see today comes in so man of god pastor evangelist apostle prophet and teacher and you as a worship minister please know when to step down know when to step down and know when to step down and do so when you have to uh, now change most times is viewed to be difficult yeah very very difficult something actually to be avoided by some people but here is the challenge uh, to change our ideas about change is actually the biggest challenge because most people feel like change is a negative uh, influence on ministry it's a negative influence on an organization but it's very very vital yeah now uh, I want to uh, just wind up this uh, topic of change with the statement we should live and labor and lead in our time so that what 
came to us as a bud may go to the next generation as a blossom and that which came to us as a blossom may go to others as a fruit and this is what we mean by change hallelujah god bless you as we continue now we are going to go to the second topic that we're going to look at as the second pillar of christian leadership and that is called building a great leadership panel building a great leadership panel now we have to understand why is leadership so important why is leadership so important now first of all leadership um is the single most important factor in accomplishing anything in a church in an organization in a business or anything leadership is that single most important factor um and uh, without a doubt this pillar which is uh, building great leadership is the one that uh, actually bears the greatest lord if you're going to prepare for successorship you need to actually build leaders now you have to know that if the support of any building collapses the structure will collapse if the support system collapses the structure will collapse now without a leader there is no one who can set direction and vision without a leader no one can set direction and vision and because of this it will result um, in confusion okay so without a leader there is no direction and there is no a vision and because of this obviously there will be confusion so if there is no one to foresee the work that must be done or if the people are not self-motivated the work will suffer and it will lead to the death of um, that particular kind of arrangement or organization let's look at the book of judges chapter 17 verses 6 it says in those days in those days there was no king in israel everyone did what was right in his own eyes and this is what happens when there's no leader yeah everyone does what they want when they want how they want why they want and as a worship leader if you have an alto tenor soprano and a bass or baritone on the microphone singing and there's no lead singer everyone is going to do what they want everyone will ad lib when they want they'll do a riff when they want if the instrumentalists don't have a main leading instrument everyone will do what they want the bass will play solo the the drums will do a roll the the electric guitar will be on a solo it will be a mess it will be a mess but there has to be that organization to have someone giving the set direction and someone giving us a vision of where we're going are we in a healing service what is the atmosphere like how do we draw and maintain that atmosphere it comes from having a leader who can give the set direction and the vision now we know that uh, in human history there's abundant of testimonies about the fact that uh, no generation can actually rise above the level of leadership nations can rise and fall especially according to their governments yeah now this also entirely applies to businesses and families a family can fall if the leadership is messed up a business can fall if the leadership is messed up a church can collapse if the leadership is messed up the worship ministry can be affected if the leadership is messed up especially in spiritual matters also it is important for you to have a strong and godly leader otherwise with weak leadership 
things get out of control and people get hurt. That's why some people get hurt in the worship team and never return and you'll never see them on an altar and they'll never serve God again. Why? Because the nature of the leaders that were above them did not understand the concept on how to make sure that the atmosphere is conducive for everyone to be effective as a minister in the presence of God. So success in any endeavor is best primarily on good leadership. Yeah. So the quality of leadership will actually determine the quality of the ministry or organization. Good leadership will produce good results just as bad leadership will produce failure. Other factors like good planning, yeah, foresight, good communication, uh, proper execution of ideas uh, can also contribute to success. So the effectiveness of these factors will be hindered if the quality of leadership is poor. Yeah, that's, that's just what it is. Um, a strong and stable building cannot actually stand on a poor and faulty pillar. You know that very well. Yeah. So every organization or church or, or ministry uh, that cannot be successful, um, sorry, cannot be successful if the wrong people occupy critical positions. You see people fighting one another and they think, you know, it's going to grow, it's going to become big and it's going to expand. Uh, no, you can't lie to yourself about that. Any organization or church or ministry that cannot be, um, that, that has wrong people in critical positions will not be effective. You can't have um, administrators who don't know the worship ministry and how it operates doing the procurement for the worship ministry. That's an error. You can't have, um, you can't have someone leading intercession who has no, you know, who has never been, who rarely prays, who rarely has time to spend in the presence of God just praying and you're putting that person to be in charge of intercession. You need to have people that are zealous to pray, people that have a fire that is unquenchable. And that is how it's critical. That's how it's critical. Yeah. Otherwise, you will tell, you know, the administrator, we need we need new drum skins for the instruments. And they'll tell you, you can use those ones. And you, you can enter a church today and find the drums are torn. The cymbals are all broken. And there, <laughs> every Sunday, they're playing those instruments in praise and worship unto God. And I really don't know how they do that. There's a form of excellency that comes when you have the right people in critical positions so have that at the back of your mind as a leader um, one thing you have to know eh? no science or spirituality can produce a leader no science it's not rocket science like it's just going to happen out of a blue leadership is a matter of character and this is where we're now developing to another thing leadership is a matter of character if a leader is wise knowledgeable and has faith in god they will surely prosper and grow in every mission that they put their mind to our together but if a leader is cowardly um, uh, passive weak or uninformed at uh, the church organization he leads will just surely die for lack of growth 
So the success or failure of a business or ministry is in most instances determined by the leadership alone. Most times it's determined by the leadership alone. There are very few cases where good leaders are unsuccessful because they have bad or uncooperative followers or lack the resources they need. Good, le- good leadership actually will normally compensate for the shortcomings of others. It will normally do that. So even in countries, a govern- uh, even in governing a country, most times when uh, there's good leadership and it's the pillar that uh, must be steadfast and strong, um, then it will bring the prosperity of the nation. But wrong leadership can cripple a nation. If you want to have examples, history is our witness on that. Okay. Now let's look at something under building um, uh, good leadership. Let's look at something building great leadership. We have to look at spiritual leaders. If you're going to build spiritual leaders, what is the fundamental key to build spiritual leaders? Now. When it comes to spiritual leaders, we need to understand that there must first be a calling from God upon their lives. Very, very, very key. (laughs) When it comes to spiritual leaders, I want to repeat this. When it comes to spiritual leaders, we have to understand that there must first be a calling from God upon their lives. You can't build a great spiritual leader if there is no call upon their lives for leadership. One does not become such a leader just because people elected him. Although people may actually be used by God to confirm his will, okay? But leadership is not just about holding a title or position. It is about being qualified spiritually and having the necessary skills for the job. Qualification and skills for the job most churches today most ministries today look at being qualified spiritually and they forget that you need the necessary skills for the job or some people look for they have the skills for the job and they are not spiritually qualified that's a catastrophe you have to have someone who is both qualified spiritually and has the necessary skills for the job And as a leader, that's a person you can reinstate into a place of leadership and you'll build a very great leadership. A spiritual leader must be a person of influence, one who can influence others to do what they are supposed to do. People can trust such a leader because they know he seeks the mind of Christ and therefore knows the road they are traveling together. Yeah. Um, In my personal experience, Um, when God gives someone a job to do, he also provides all that is needed to get it done. Very important. Um, In his own way and in his own timing, he will supply everything that is needed, including the right people to help. Um, So you'll find that a strong and effective leader, above all, must trust God and expect him to send quality replacements for any uh, who are ineffective or detrimental, people who are emotional about things, you know, you must trust God that he'll send you uh, replacements for such people so that you may build a strong foundation and strong pillars for the structure to stand. Now, for you to continue to grow as a leader, you must be, um, you must actually occasionally look back into your past 
and identify the people who have had a positive impact on your life. That is for you to grow as a leader. You need to occasionally look back into your past yeah? and you begin to see who, who has really had a positive impact on my life. Think about those who have played a pivotal role um, and this particular exercise will actually help you to identify the qualities that great leaders possess. You have to have examples. Look in the Word of God and see examples of great people that were effective in their leadership. Um, and uh, you learn from the, the good you know, qualities about them. Um, then another thing is you have to prayerfully seek God's guidance because for you to choose um, to incorporate those positive qualities into your life, you actually need to have... Um, God's guidance on how to be effective in utilizing the skills that are great that can be effective uh, in helping you run your uh, the people that you're leading very well now usually when um, you have done let's say the prayer you've done the searching the self-reflection um, you'll find that the things that you have looked into will begin to work for you. They will help you obtain even a higher level of success and they will help you become the best you can actually be. Yeah, um, As a leader, especially in your own ministry, um, uh, this is what I've seen for me personally. I've learned uh, especially the art of leadership and decision making from uh, some of my uh, closest friends. Through observation, I look at qualities that I love about them, and it's very, very, very important that um, I apply those qualities. And I've seen results tremendously. Um, one thing that also I would want you to have at the back of your mind is that good leadership can turn chaos into order with proper coordination. Yeah, uh, but bad leadership <laughs> can actually turn chaos into uh, can actually turn uh, order into chaos good leadership can turn chaos to order and uh, bad leadership can do vice versa um, and that's what happens with leaders that are not spiritually qualified and are not skilled for the job they find something that is very organized and they turn it into chaos now you hear this one is quarreling with that one there's a problem in the choir there's a problem with the band there's a problem with this and that and that but there is someone who is going to come who is spiritually qualified and who is um, good for the job and that person will turn all the chaos into order within one day and everyone will, f will begin to flow and you know be on the same page. Why? Because that is the aspect of um, um, being a good spiritual leader. That is the blessing of it. Now, when you learn through observation, uh, one of the best ways is um, you have to learn um, to lead because when, when you observe a lot, it helps you see what will work for you and what cannot work. And that is why a good leader must be observative. If you're going to pick a successor, if you're going to appoint someone to take charge of a certain project, you need to be very observative of what they do and how they act. And, their character and how they behave and look at all those qualities and examine very well. A leader who is not teachable will never grow as a leader. That's a fact. Um, if you learn from the best, you have the potential of becoming a great leader, that's for sure. 
and those who learn from bad leaders have the potential of becoming terrible leaders themselves. Um, most forward-moving organizations or churches or ministries need innovative leaders with a winner's mentality and a revolutionizing vision. Uh, those are factors that people must actually uh, have if you're going to be a good spiritual leader, if you're going to develop good spiritual leadership. Amen. Um, I hope we are on the same page so far and we are learning something about leadership. Um, I know some of you are probably thinking, well, I signed up for uh, how are we going to work on the voice? How am I going? We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that, but I want to lay the foundation of good leadership. And from that good leadership, then we can get into the practical application of our leadership roles in our different callings and assignments. And then we'll see the hand of God begin to use us so mightily. Uh, so um, let's look at something else. Um, how to um, build an effective leader. Uh, how to build an effective leader. One, uh, an effective leader is wise and diplomatic. An effective leader is wise and diplomatic. Look at the book of Proverbs chapter 11, verses 30. It says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. So a responsible leader can be counted on to achieve good results in emergency situations. In fact, others uh, need not worry when such a leader is dealing with uh, sensitive or top priority issues. Um, because they are dependable and uh, can actually diffuse um, flame, uh, flammable issues. Eh? They can um, bring people to, you know, calm down in a situation that is so heated. Another thing about an effective leader is uh, they do not fear and they are adventuresome. They want to try this, try that, you know, they want to do something that's very hard, try something new you know, something that is out of the ordinary, they're not settled to go with the flow of uh, everyone is doing this, so let's do it all together. No, they want to explore and stretch their boundaries. Look at the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 19. It says, Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Uh, that is Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 8. When you look at Jeremiah 1, 19, it says... Um, they will fight against you, but will not overcome you, for I am with you and will rescue you, and declares the Lord. So a effective leader knows that in all circumstances, as they lead the people of God, God will be with them and he will never leave them. That was the case with Moses through the wilderness. He knew that any day, any time he can call upon God and God will be there for them. So have that at the back of your mind. An effective leader takes action. Um, you actually notice that um, when people are seeking counsel, um, most times they are wondering why their, lead, uh, why their church is not growing, why their choir is not growing, why their worshippers are not growing in their skill and talent. Um, if you're in such a place, it's all about prayer and trusting God. But one thing you also need to realize is that sometimes prayers alone are not enough. Sometimes prayers alone are not enough. You have to act because faith without works is dead faith. Yeah, faith without works is dead faith. All together. So know that clearly. 
know that clearly yeah you can look at james chapter 2 verses 14 to 24 i'm not going to read that but you can look into that it will help you understand the aspect of acting um, upon the word of god and acting upon the instructions of god and obeying the convictions of the spirit of god within you another thing about an effective leader is that they are very reliable and trustworthy look at corinthians sorry second corinthians chapter 4 verses 1 and 2 it says therefore since through god's mercy we have this ministry we do not lose heart rather we have renounced secret and shameful ways we have what renounced secret and shameful ways so you have done away with every secret and shameful way and then we do not use deception nor do we distort the word of god however on the contrary by setting forth the truth plainly we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of god so you must be reliable and trustworthy your life in private should be your life in public your life in public should be your life in private develop your character develop how you behave in the presence of god and do not do things in secret that will bring shame to the name of the lord so as an effective leader who is reliable and trustworthy you must be exceptionally reliable exceptionally reliable and trustworthy when given an assignment you must know what you can handle and what you cannot and speak out about it that is one and you will you will have to always carefully compare your own resources and knowledge base with those required for completion of the task sometimes when they give us an assignment we're so excited want to take it on so that we impress people that we are able to have and yield results and yet we don't have the competence to actually achieve what we need to do but you must be able to carefully compare your resources and knowledge base with those required for completion of the task and if you can't handle it you say no if you can handle it you say yes uh, there are those who say well i have the ability to learn and give myself time and then i'll be able to achieve it if you're that kind maybe give it a go but if you're not that kind of person when you see it's beyond you don't take it on don't take it on you must also be able to admit your limitations when you know something is too much for you as a leader as a worship leader this is understanding how to be a worshiper in truth before spirit in truth before spirit you must know when you know something is beyond it's beyond your limitations and uh, it's too much for you you must review and fulfill um, any promise or pledges that you make to others if you say you're going to do something do it if you say you're not going to do something don't again change your mind and do it you have to be principled uh, you should be careful not to make promises you cannot keep yeah you should be careful not to be make promises that you cannot keep you and i we know we know we know most times you know we're guilty of that uh, you must above all value your integrity value your integrity as a minister you can look at uh, uh, the book of luke chapter 14 verses 28 to 30 let me read it very quickly it says suppose one of you wants to build a tower will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has money enough to complete it for if he lays the foundation and is not able to finish it 
everyone who sees it will ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. It's there in scripture. So don't take on something you cannot handle. As a leader, be truthful to yourself. Otherwise, you'll carry burdens and yokes that you cannot handle, and it will break you, and you'll not enjoy serving God. Another factor about an effective leader is F. Uh, an effective leader is diligent yeah and they're hard working and they believe in excellence uh, you can look at proverbs chapter 12 and verses 24 it says diligent hands will rule but laziness ends in slave labor so you have to understand that um, uh, a responsible leader must be dependable um, if they are not dependable reliable they cannot be trusted with important jobs or issues especially from god and uh, such leaders will miss opportunities and promotions. That's for businesses and all these other opportunities that God would want to present before you. And you can actually limit the growth of the ministry or the organization or the business or the job you're doing if you are not reliable and dependable. Uh, another factor about an effective leader is that they regard others with esteem. They regard others with esteem, especially the people they are leading. They know that no one is below them. They respect and honor uh, the people that they lead. Look at the book of Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 4. It says, do, n- do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Yeah, that is self-explanatory. I don't want to go into that. I know you've got it, and so we have to go on. And uh, another factor that you have to know about an effective leader when you're building great leadership is that an effective leader is proactive. They are imaginative and self-starting. They are self-starting. When you look at the book of um, uh, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 to 8, it says, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. This is a very, very spectacular example. And a responsible leader is self-motivated and well-disciplined in his field. He's flexible and firm. Okay? He's flexible and firm. They can... You know bend here and there but they are grounded in their decisions and uh, they do not allow people or issues to actually bounce them around here and there yeah uh, they know when to say no when they need to say no and they know when to say yes when to uh, when it's uh, time to say yes and uh, they, they, they cannot be pushed over eh? Like, if you don't do this, I'm going to move you from this position. And so they say, okay, okay, let's do it. Let's do it that way. I don't want to lose my position. No, they cannot be pushed over by threats and all that. Okay, let's look at another uh, factor uh, about an effective leader. And these are things that you need to know about yourself uh, and help you understand how best you're going to be effective as a leader, as a worship leader. Um, an effective leader actually reduces complexity and focuses on the essentials. 
Let's look at the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 3. It says, But I fear, lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Sometimes we want to uh, we look for the depth. Eh? I call it looking for the depth. You, you see a simple verse, but you want to go deep, 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 deep. It's like looking for revelation in the book of Revelation yet revelation is actually the revelation i hope you're getting something it's like getting the book of revelation which is a revelation and you're looking for a revelation in the book of revelation which has already been given to you as a revelation it's crazy uh, we want to make simple things complex and we want to make complex things simple but a great leader actually focuses on the essentials and leaves and reduces on the things that are complex and you know the things that don't matter and they focus on the things that are very very important for the task that they have ahead of them yeah another factor that you need to know about an effective leader is that they learn from their mistakes and seek improvement very important they learn from their mistakes and seek improvement. Psalms chapter 51 verses 10 it says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Why? Because he understood, this is David speaking, he understood the errors that he had made and said, God, look upon me with mercy and grace and create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me so that this steadfast spirit will keep me in you uh, firm and not wavery. So those are factors that you need to know about effective leadership and they're very, very important for you to look into and examine yourself. And if you feel I'm actually going too fast in this program, you can always replay this and get to listen and understand where you have not gotten the ideology that I'm talking about and, you know, learn from where you uh, need to get the idea clearly from. Um one of the things we have to also look at is uh, we have to look at qualities of a great leader how do you identify a great leader how do you know you're a great leader how can you be effective as a great leader how can you challenge yourself to become that great leader one of the very first qualities of a great leader is one purpose vision and a sense of destiny purpose vision and a sense of destiny one a leader must have a sense of purpose and intense determination to achieve their vision very 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 key when a leader is uh, purpose driven they actually create high morale and spirit among the people that they are leading they become effective and a major motivational force in the ministry uh, where they are and uh, because of this, highly motivated people are self-disciplined, reliable, and actually knowledgeable. Leaders without a focused purpose will not be able to unleash their power and will not be able to help their followers channel their efforts in the right direction. Very true. Uh, they tend to actually be superficial, lazy, and full of more talk than action. You find people, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. They're ever talking and never doing anything. Those are people that don't have a purpose, a vision, and a sense of destiny. And uh, they actually generally make promises that they cannot keep. I'll do this, I'll do that. I'll make sure the choir is like this. I'll make sure that the band lands this. And when the time is right, nothing is actually done. Um, 
another thing is that uh, lack of focus can actually cause trouble eh? uh, you can uh, <laughs> you can uh, you can lack focus and it will cause trouble but it's also worse when there is a wrong focus eh? uh, you find your focus on the wrong thing that's very deadly for example when you find a leader creating mistrust in people when uh, their self-interest and expediency govern um, their purpose it is uh, actually more short-sighted to make money your main goal in performing your ministry um, actually you begin to see that uh, um, the focus is off serving and it goes into filthy lucre and getting money and enriching themselves so that's a wrong kind of focus um, you have to seek to be a blessing to those whom you are working for and with and you have to make sure that the quality of your service is far more important than what you get paid uh, that is if you're in an organization or if you're serving or if you're given an opportunity to lead and there is a commission on it make sure that your service is far more important than what you get paid or rewarded with avoid the temptation of always wanting to do everything yeah uh, remember that small minds attempt to accomplish everything uh, wise and effective leaders pursue only the important things within their objectives and focus and accomplish that um, a wise man actually once said that always sacrifice the unimportant and pursue the essential that's very key for you there um, an effective leader concentrates on overcoming difficulties, uh, completing tasks, and obtaining desirable results. Um, he actually thinks uh, about the rewards of success only after the success has been attained, not before. Um, especially for an organization to succeed, uh, or a church, or a ministry, its people must remain intently focused on their highest objectives and purpose um, one clear purpose and sense of unity will always help the ministry to succeed actually lack of unity and direction can destroy any ministry so always make sure you have uh, that unity and direction and um, that togetherness in the pursuit that you're doing um, Without a doubt, you should know that focus is the cardinal quality uh, of an effective leader. One, a leader's sense of destiny will help them to remain focused on a vision. Uh, the ability to discern and to focus on important issues will help the leader to make sure that they use their time and efforts wisely. Uh, an effective leader uh, must actually have undistorted vision about where they are heading. Okay. Um, the demand that others make on a leader for their time increases with position. Have to know that. The more you go higher in God, the more people demand for your time. So to make the best judgment, uh, you have to uh, be alert because you, you will have to be able to make the best judgment calls possible. And um, a wise and effective leader must remain focused, discerning between profitable and wasteful use of their time and presence uh, you must also have the self-discipline to put aside anything or anyone who would divert your focus from your primary responsibilities uh, because a leader who always issues 
who allows issues of um, less significance to sidetrack them or break their focus will never get far in their leadership okay um, another thing is when a leader is drawn away from their main purpose um, they can end up overloaded uh, wasting their time and talents with unnecessary uh, responsibilities another thing is you as a leader you must develop the ability to see all the ramifications of your action or inaction our together um, leadership actually requires men and women with a drive yeah and vision and um, these are people who use their knowledge imagination abilities and resources in a way that actually elevates their ministry to success uh, you have to have that determination and drive you have to have that zeal and passion if you're going to see the accomplishment of the desires that you may have in the presence of God um, so far as we are you know learning this I, I pray I pray you you are being challenged I pray you're being challenged okay let's look at goals and objectives because um, an effective leader must have goals and objectives a, a great leader must have goals and objectives they must formulate realistic objectives uh, especially bathed through prayer and faith those who do not know where they are going end up nowhere and nowhere is actually a terrible place to be I don't need to explain that um, also a leader must make their goals and objectives plain and clear before they can explain them to the um, accomplished uh, to, uh, they, before they can actually um, what's the word before they can uh, expect them yes to be accomplished successfully and once those things are established um, uh, the goals may be written down and displayed where everyone involved in the work can see them often and be reminded of why they are in the organization or in the ministry or why they are doing what they are doing when they are doing it and what the results of what they are doing should be uh, when you look at Habakkuk chapter 2 verses 1 to 3 you know it it says I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint then the Lord replied write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it for the revelation awaits an appointed time it speaks of the end and will not approve and will not prove false though it linger wait for it it will suddenly come and will not delay so it's important to clearly stipulate down your visions and goals and where you're going um, another thing about a great leader is they must be an example they must be a good influence on others ready to do what they think uh, ready to do what they ask their followers to do if a follower cannot do it you should be ready to do it that is great leadership be an example uh, your character sets the moral tone for leadership um, actually the standards you use become the benchmarks for the group that you're leading uh, because they observe and most times they copy uh, when you look at the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4 15 to 17 it says even though you have 10,000 guardians in Christ you do not have many fathers for in Christ Jesus I became your father through the gospel therefore I urge you to imitate me for this reason I'm sending to you Timothy 
my son whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord, he will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. So be an example. Whatsoever your life reflects should be something that your followers can copy because they're going to observe and copy that. Another factor about uh, great leaders is simplicity simplicity the best way to succeed is to eliminate unnecessary complexity um, things done simply will give you the results that you need simple as that another factor that you need as a great leader is a sense of urgency a successful leader must have a sense of urgency in fulfilling their vision when you see God is telling you to move to a certain direction, make sure you move fast and move quick because God expects you to fulfill what he has asked you to fulfill within the time that he has given you. Are we together? Uh, you must understand the value of time uh, because if you don't understand the value of time, you will never be successful in what you do because it's up to you to discern the time and actually set the pace. Ecclesiastes 3.1, as we saw, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. Another factor that you need to have clearly is self-respect. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 26 to 27, you read that. A leader may command respect because of their good personality, manners, and appearance, but these external features must be a reflection of high qualities within they are not capable of carrying out their duties effectively uh, if their character doesn't reflect who they are uh, they should have a self-respect so it is good for a leader to recognize the importance of appearance how you look uh, because there are people who believe that appearance does not matter but they are wrong appearance matters greatly uh, because we communicate through appearance are we together so you should always dress appropriately for your position. The practice of proper personal hygiene and social graces will help you to make a good impression on those that you meet. Another factor important is maturity. Maturity. You should know how to separate your emotions from reason and how to keep your anger and frustrations under control. Sometimes you want to lash out someone who's not doing what you need. Control your anger know how to keep situations in proper perspective because it will guide you from making irrational decisions under pressure or in hard times all together as a leader um, as a mature leader always know that things cannot go right all the time i always know that not everything that went wrong is necessarily wrong yeah Sometimes things may go wrong, but uh, turn out for the best. For example, a Christian brother might have missed his airplane flight uh, because someone delayed him. He was furious, and then, you know, at the end of the day, had the plane crashed. So not everything that goes wrong actually went wrong. So in a nutshell, a leader, a mature leader, will be able to display depth of understanding, distinguish between appearances and reality, and be alert and broad-minded, sustain a high level of concentration, giving undivided attention to the most important issues. They must think before taking action, especially where other people are concerned. They must use common sense. They must demonstrate innovative insight by thinking 
futuristically. They must demonstrate intellectual inquisitiveness, think about things, question things, and be sure to not see things on the surface. You must demonstrate a positive mental outlook. When someone observes you, they must know you're very intelligent in the decisions that you take. Now that brings us to the next quality of a great leader, and that is decision-making. Um, an effective leader must have the ability to make sound decisions. Very important. Must be willing to make difficult and unpopular decisions for the well-being of the ministry. Very, very key. Uh, when it comes to actually making uh, difficult decisions, you are.